Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mischief Life again. It is Martini Martinez, and we are playing another round of Is This Real? Because you guys really seem to like the last one with John. So today we are talking with my friend Matt. We've known each other since high school, so about two millennia. But he's got a really creepy situation going on that I actually am going to need some help figuring out. So make sure that you pay attention during this one, because if you can help me at all, I would super appreciate it. But without further ado, here is Matt. There are like certain stories that I haven't shared with you before. Okay. Um, and a lot of that is because like the last time that you and I lived together, like not lived together, lived in the area was like, 2011 right and whenever we're hanging out it's usually like at my parents house with my brother um and as you know they're like crazy conservative christians and like ghost stories are like total fallacy right like i just want to get on my soapbox here for a second but like i am generally skeptical of paranormal stories um like a lot of times there are scientific explanations but at the same time i'm like no 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 some of these are true. Some of these are real. Because as somebody who also identifies as a Christian, but not as a conservative one, mm -hmm. you can't believe in heaven and hell and angels and demons and like not think that ghosts are a thing. Right. So that's like my little, my little soapbox of like paranormal things exist. Um, which leads me to my story of my paranormal experience. Ooh. Potentially. So like also it. the stage. So um, as you're aware, I lived for a two-year period in central Pennsylvania. And the house that I lived in was it was like a house that they divided into five different regions. Actually, I'm gonna put my cup down because I tell a story with a hand, even though you can't see me. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> So I, live in, I was living in this house and it was divided into five units and there was the guy below me and he was fine. There was an older lady to the left of him and she was like mostly quiet, but like one time, apparently she got drunk a lot and like set meatballs on fire and then would set off all of our fire alarms. Oh goodness. Kudos to the landlord for half fire alarms that are connected to each other in a house. That's yeah. Um. Then, of course, there was my direct neighbors, and they referred to themselves as the friendly neighborhood lesbians. Okay. I can vouch that they were neither friendly nor neighborhoodly, <laughs> and they were lesbians. Okay. Because they would get into these explosive arguments, and they would throw things, like, near each other, but, like, never at each other. So I, like... Ooh got into it because like, you hear things crashing but like they would just keep going so i was like okay you're just like throwing things on the ground that's not my business yeah and then above me in this like year and a half period i had three different neighbors two of which were drug dealers one of them might have been a kingpin and then the other one was a woman that had a gecko not a gecko um some sort of like large reptile that she would like put on her shoulder and like walk around the city Oh, okay. So, like, it was a weird assortment. And so, like, this apartment, it was, like, kind of, I'm not going to say run down, but it wasn't, like, fancy and new either. 
Um, I think like some of the appliances hadn't been touched since like the nineties. Um, and there's like were peeling up and like wires. I'm like, that's not, that's definitely not up to code. Um, and like there was a closet where I'm like, is that blood? Is that a coffee stain? Like, we'll never know. We'll never know. But in the bedroom, so there was wood paneling and there was like a bunch of like scribbles and like a lot of it looked like hash marks, like some sort of like potentially it's a script, potentially it's just like a bunch of hash marks. Mm-hmm. A giant X above my bed, like just like carved in there. And I was like, well, that's probably not a great sign, but whatever. Right. Uh, and so like I'm living my best life in this town, uh, which was not great. Um, and I started having these like really bad like night terrors. Like I've always had nightmares, like most people do. And like, especially when you're like stressed out or like in a situation that you don't want to be in, which was very much living in the central Pennsylvania town. Um like you have like, I don't know, and or if I take NyQuil, I'll have like violent dreams, but they're like, I don't know, you still like wake up and like maybe you've got like a little rush going, but they're not like terrifying like in in the way that like these dreams were Mm -hmm. and so I'd be dreaming and like the one time there was like a bright orange spider that like was attacking me and when I woke up I could still see like you know when you look at a painting and then you look away from it and you see like the reverse colors yeah well I saw that spider for like 30 minutes oh my god as like a reverse, like in my, like the one side of my eye, it was like terrifying. And I would wake up. So basically I'd be like in a deep sleep, having this night terror and I'd heard screaming and I'd love to like do it right now, but I live in the city and you shouldn't scream randomly, but it would start off like really, really quiet. And it'd go, and then get so loud. And then I would wake up. And it would almost feel like my like soul was being like sucked back into my body. Um, so like that was the thing. And then like other nightmares, like I'm like kind of convinced that like, I don't quite know how spirit animals work, um, but like, I feel like mine is like actually a cat because like in a number of these dreams, like, there'd be something attacking me and like, I would kind of be like a cat or something. This sounds crazy, but like I would wake up like hissing at these like demonic things, like attacking me. But like every single time it happened, I would find this like four to six inch long hay colored coarse hair, like almost like a horse. And this happened for like, a year just like on and off periodically um and so eventually I moved out like not because of these dreams but um basically I was like I'm over living below drug dealers yeah so I moved in to the attic of a pastor and his wife I mean good move good move um, which is like hilarious because like, first of all, I was living in the attic of a pastor and his wife. And I mean, granted, they were like in their thirties. So it was like not as weird as it sounds. Um, and like, you could have a beer with them and it was totally fine. Um, but like, it was the weirdest lease I've ever had. <laughs> he was a cool pastor. He was a cool pastor, but the lease, like at some point I'll have to, I'll have to show you at another point what was on it. Um, 
But so like I had cleaned like everything before I moved and like had washed everything like multiple times. Cause I'm like, I need to like wash out all the bad like mojo from this last place. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe a month into living in the pastor's wife, I had like the worst version of like this night terror, like being like physically attacked and like, again, like the screaming and like the cat hissing and the like seeing things. And like every time it happened, I would like try to read the Bible to like see if that helped at all. Um, And like the one time I was like up at three in the morning and like just didn't go back to sleep. And so I ended up talking with the pastor's wife about it. Because, like, even though I had washed everything, like, after this, like, night terror, I still found, like, more of these horse hairs. I'm like, where are these coming from? Yeah. I'm like, who is, like, what is going on? So I, like, talked to her, and she's like, okay. Like, I've had experiences like this before. So then she tells me this story about... um, I'm not going to quite get the details correct because this was like years ago at this point. So like, Mm -hmm. feel free to check if you write this in an autobiography of mine or something. (laughs) But I guess, I think she was at some sort of like youth event and there was like an overnight and like a girl was actually like possessed at one point and like turned to the pastor's wife and was like, you need to get out of here. And like, went after her or something crazy like that. So like that night I had the pastor and the wife, specifically the wife, um, pray over me. Mm -hmm. Oh, not, not like exorcism style because like they're not Catholic, but like pray over me. And that night I started having a night terror and I kid you not like the pastor's wife in the middle of this terror, like comes out like, flaming swords like a blaze and like boarding off like this evil evil spirit and like from that point on i like never had another night terror but to this day i still have no idea like why it happened or like what was going on in that first apartment that like caused this to happen but i'm like this is real um so that's my story oh my god it wasn't super long, but uh, there it is. That's so crazy. Okay, so my thought process, I'm like, is this true or false? I'm leaning towards true because you like you did all the things that I would expect you to do, except for not texting me. But I also feel like this isn't a situation that you would like text about. I feel like this would at least be a phone call. And then I also feel like you would tell yourself that it was just like dreams (laughs) and that it was fine. So I feel like you would downplay it and then like think that it wasn't a big deal and then not tell me. And then, like you said, every time you see me, your parents are nearby and would not enjoy hearing this story. Uh, I think this is true. It's 100% true. That is so crazy. And this is the first time I've told it to anybody like full length besides the pastor and the wife. That is so crazy. 
it really is. There's like, so many like twists and turns because there's so many things to like, like as an investigator, there's so many things that I'm like, okay, cool. So the dreams and the X above your bed and then like all your crazy neighbors and the hairs. The hair. What is that hairs about? Are like what set it over? Because like I will definitely have like pretty violent nightmares if I'm stressed, but right. they're never, they're never, it's never the same. It's like that intangible feeling that you can't like quite put words to. That right. like sit real in a way that like most nightmares that I have, if they're like violent, it's like very related to like a specific stress event. And if you look at the dream itself, there's like a lot of like things that you can read into that is like very connected between like yeah. stressing about this is the nightmare. And then if I wake up, it's usually like, oh, I had to pee. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but like these were just, these were next level and I've never had one like it. And like, and not I, since, since I you had too. the pastor's yeah. wife like pray over you. Yeah. No, all went away. Power, power of thoughts and prayers. Definitely. The thing is like a lot of people think that since I'm not, like in an organized religion that I don't believe that like prayers and stuff help. It totally does. Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely. Also like do things, but also. (laughs) Yeah. Like um, I dated the pastor's son for a while. I forgot about that until you brought up the story. And I was like, I think I even forget that that was a thing. (laughs) The thing is like, what made me really sad about that and like the beginning of the breakup with that relationship was he was telling me that like his dad, who is the pastor, like the leader of the church, um, his dad told him that like, if you pray about anything hard enough, you'll get it. Which but, is like completely non-biblical. Yeah. That's not how it works. And also like, you don't have to do anything. Like it was stated that like, the prayers by themselves are enough. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, we prayed for a new, we prayed for a new truck and my dad went and got a new truck. And like somebody was sick and we prayed for them to get better and they got better. And I was like, well, yeah, but did that person also take medicine? Like, did your dad also save money? Like, yeah. Did you pray for a new truck? And then the whole family woke up one day and like, boom, there's a new truck with like clouds painted on it. And Jesus giving a thumbs up on the hood. Like that's not, I don't think that's what happened. No. And he genuinely believed that like, no matter what, if you pray about something, it will just happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's because you didn't pray hard enough or you did something wrong. You're being punished. Yeah. There's in my mind, there's like three types of prayers. There's the like, Hey, I'm like, just like talking to God, talking things out sort of prayer, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit more Protestant than it is Catholic. Um, Yeah. Because I, I believe you grew up in a Catholic household. Yes. Yes. Then there's the, like, I'm praying for, like, guidance and for things to happen. But, like, also, I'm actively doing things. Like, you know, dear God, I want to get a new, like, a better job. So you're, like, praying for that guidance and that help. But, like, also you're putting out your resume. Exactly. Like, I was and always then- taught when I was praying to, like, pray for the attribute that you need to get the thing that you need. So, like, the new job would be perfect. So it would be, like, you know, you would you would pray for, like, the perseverance and the strength and the, like, the the mental 
I guess, like stability and the mental, like, well being to be able to look for that job properly, yeah. or like, like yeah. praying for, for the fact that like, pray to remember all the right sites to look on. Pray for someone to read your resume and the way that you wrote it. You know, like yeah. not just like I want a job. but then like the third type in my mind is is more of the like miraculous miracle-ish sort of situation and like the stuff that you really have very little control of and I feel like that latter one is like what was happening in this particular story oh yeah power prayer man it's real it's definitely real. And like, if you're not in some organized religion, I personally, like, I think that positive vibes and like positive thoughts are pretty much like almost the same thing. You're not directly asking somebody else, but you are putting it out into the universe. Like, please, you know, help me get through whatever I need to get through. Or like, you know, the law of attraction is almost the same thing. Like, like attracts like. So yeah, want good things, you do good things. That's nuts. And like, oh my God, the hairs are what's killing me because you found them in two different locations. Two different locations. And I always found them. Like, I want to know like what you think, like, I want to know what you think happened to me. So the hairs are the part that's getting me. So like at this point in your life, would you say that you were like, like your first time that you were really like on your own? I mean, it was the first time I was living alone. Like the first time you were like far from like family and friends and stuff like that. Because I mean, it sounds, it definitely sounds to me like it was something negative because it was Williamsport. So yeah. (laughs) I mean, I met a lot of really nice people that like meant, and some really nice people who were really great but like it it as a city and as a location was not great for me right and like you weren't whatever it was like you were obviously afraid so I don't think that that ever happens by accident like I think if something is trying to communicate with you you know if it's good or bad you can just feel that yeah and anything that's going to give you night terrors or like mess with you in your sleep. I actually had to just say this to Angel like two days ago. And I was like, if there's something like trying to communicate with you, that's like a ghost or a spirit or whatever. And like, you can't, you can't tell if what it's doing is good or bad. Just picture like a person coming in your house and doing that. Yeah, so like, like definitely unpleasant. <laughs> like definitely unpleasant and intentionally so. Yeah. So I think that something negative saw somebody who was afraid, like not afraid, ugh, somebody who was away from friends and family for like the first time. And so that environment that you were in with like fighting and stuff like that was negative. So it was probably feeding into that. And then obviously it went with you to the pastor's place. Yeah. And you, once you said that you were cleaning everything like a thousand times, I was like, that's the right idea. 
<laughs> because if, if it's stuck to anything, like get it out of there. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, I think that, like, I think that blanket had gone through the wash like three times at that point. Oh yeah, especially but the hairs, man. I've never even heard that. And that's that's what gets me. Like I have I have one spirit. It's Angel's grandmother, we think. Yeah. And she just leaves things for me to find. Like I found the same piece of a chandelier like five times <laughs> in like three different houses. And it's the same piece every time. And like I'll put it somewhere and then I just find it again somewhere completely different. And I'm like, okay, hello. <laughs> but the hairs, it's so strange because like what would that even imply that you're being haunted by like a demon horse? That's terrifying. I don't know. I just always assumed that there was some sort of ritual involved because of like the X and some of the other like weird markings in that room. Which it really could be. Because they weren't really symbols. They were just like markings. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That definitely could be it. And I'd like to also clarify that like I've lived in a number of houses now that are like over 100 years old. Like the house I'm in right now is from like 1852. Like people have definitely lived and died here. And I like it's totally fine. Oh, yeah. Because, like, not every place that somebody died is going to be haunted or we'd all be in trouble. <laughs> but, Fair like, enough. the hair makes it sound to me like it, it. a ritual does make the most sense. Because, you know, something that has to do with, like, horse hair or something sounds very either, like, pagan or maybe voodoo or Santeria. Like, something like Santeria. that. Yes. I don't know what that is. So Santeria is like, from my current understanding, I'm like looking into it more, but um, Angel describes it to me as like the Hispanic version of voodoo. Oh, okay. I don't know how like PC it was to explain it that way, but it's from Puerto Rican. So, okay. (laughs) But um, he knew a couple of people that followed it and, um, he was like, you know, it seems like it's almost the same, but obviously like two different practices. Yeah. And he's like, with everything else, there's like a good and a bad. Um, I also know, I think it's Santeria. No, it's voodoo. Like voodoo uses coconuts and they represent human heads, which normally is like a bad thing. So if there's any kind of ritual with coconuts going on, you like don't want to be involved in that. Um, But all of that is stuff that I'm, researching now and don't know much about because I focused on straight ghosties for so long. Yeah. But I don't really know. I'll have to look into it. <sighs> but yeah. Okay. So that was true. And that was a good one. Left you up for some mystery, some research. Definitely. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. And if anybody wants episodes on any of it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad that I could, like, finally share this story with you. Yeah, I mean, any other ones you have hidden? Anytime, man. No, I mean, my only other, like, hilarious story, which isn't hilarious, is about the time I got held up at gunpoint. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a happy story. I'll quick share it with you. I'll I'll show the abridged version. Yeah. 
when I was living in Port Richmond, I was um, like a 20 minute walk from Kensington. And I was walking to the subway, which goes through Kensington. And I thought it was light enough out, but I guess it wasn't. And he's like, two little kids, they were like middle schoolers come up to me. Well, the one is like running. And so I assumed he was running to catch the bus because the bus was coming and it was a bus stop. But like, cause like normally I have my wits about me and then all of a sudden he beelined to me. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and he pulls a gun out of his pocket and he's like, you know what we want? And then he puts the gun back. So I was like, okay, there's still a bunch of people on this street, but I'm also in Kensington. And also they have a gun, but they put the gun away. So I take my wallet out, I take the cash out, and then I hand the cash to them. And the one friend, because it's two of them, and the one without a gun, like, kind of, like, half starts reaching for the wallet, and I just, like, kind of don't give it to them. And then the kid starts running around me, I guess, to, like, think that he was distracting me or, like, catching me off guard. Goes, check his pockets, reaches into my pocket, pulls out my cell phone, and goes, oh, is this an iPhone? And I say, it's an Android. You don't even want it. He hands it back to me. <laughs> and then they run off. <laughs> I get on the subway because like at that point, I'm like, I'm not turning around. I'm like a block away. I get on. I go all the way to West Philly. I get out to this like group of friends that I'm just meeting. And they're like, how are you doing? And I was like, I need a drink. <laughs> need a second after that one. <laughs> but you that's say what kids. How old are these anymore. kids? I'm going to guess like 18 to 16. Oh my God. Yeah. Children. Babies. Yeah. I've come a long way from my high school self. You have dude. Okay. So that was a wild ride with Matt. Two stories for the price of one, because that's how we do here on mischief life. Anyway, if you guys have any information about any of the stuff that I was very clearly confused about, I would sincerely appreciate some insight, some help, a little bit of direction, because I'm telling you, I have looked for this horsehair situation for two weeks now, and I've got nothing, which only makes me want to find it more. Um, so if you know anything, please email me mischieflife at outlook.com or you can find us at mischief life podcast on Facebook. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm just so confused and kind of blown away by all this. And I have a whole lot of ideas and a whole lot more coming and more friends that want to be on the podcast and hang out. If you have something to tell me or you want to talk to me about something or you just want to hang out, catch up. Even if it's not on the podcast, if you just legit want to be my friend, then feel free to contact me. Facebook or email is the best way. They both go straight to my phone. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good day, night, whatever period of time of your choosing. And I will see you. Not really. You will hear me in another two weeks. Have fun.